Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm the host of Allergic to Small Talk. I'm an expat living in the UK. I own two businesses, have my executive MBA from Pepperdine University, and I come riding dirty, having fallen from the polished corporate world. Allergic to Small Talk is a show about how to grow your small business through networking, plus the tools and resources needed to develop your foundation as a business owner. If you're allergic to small talk, get ready for big conversations that are delivered to you in bite-sized chunks that you can implement right away to transform the way you view, operate, and grow your business. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Performing at your best every day as a business owner is critical because you never know what the day's going to throw at you. And if you're anything like me, you might be curious on how you can make yourself that tiny bit better in order to compete in the world of business. Hey there, and welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Row Grow. All right, y'all, let's dive into it. The small business world can be fierce, and we have to be at the top of our game to unscramble problems, manage virtual assistants, create content while juggling life like marriage and kiddos. So I thought I would bring on a guest today that can shed light on how we can improve our performance. And his name is Nate Palmer. Nate is a fitness and nutrition expert, coach, speaker, and writer who believes that being in incredible shape gives you a massive advantage in business, focus, and relationships. He also happens to be a dad, husband, and the number one best-selling author of The Million Dollar Body Method and Passport Fitness. Nate helps business owners and entrepreneurs improve their physique, finances, and family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ro. Thank you for having me on. You have a lovely speaking voice, and I am so impressed how you got through my tongue twister of an intro. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just nice to have a nice intro for your guests because it just pumps them up and it you know, just sets the stage. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> so I'm pumped to be here. I'm excited to dive into some real small talk. If you want to get into the weather, I'd be happy to do so, like whatever that looks like for you. Traffic. <laughs> Love it. Hobbies. <laughs> so I did give you a short introduction, but I always like for my guests to tell us in their own words, like, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I think that that introduction you gave me was fabulous and I really appreciate it. It makes me sound like a bigger deal than I actually am. I'm just a guy who likes fitness and has tried to figure out ways that I can get my clients to be a bit more successful. A lot of the people I work with are business owners and entrepreneurs and are dads and busy parents. I always think about it like this. I was training for a little bit. I was working a lot with brides, like people who were preparing for a wedding, most amazing clients in the entire world until their wedding. So what would happen is everything I asked, they would do it above and beyond workouts, nutrition, cardio, all of it. And then the wedding would hit and they would fall off and they would find me two years later and be like, I gained 25 pounds. And that kept happening over and over again. And the reason was, is the why wasn't deep enough. It wasn't important enough to them to maintain that. It was like a short term. It was a six week. It was a three month. And so I firmly believe that by helping entrepreneurs, business owners, and busy parents see, hey, you're not necessarily like an NFL athlete. You're not a, a triathlete, but you're a mental athlete. And you've been performing at the top of your game every single day. And eating in this way is going to give you more energy, which is going to lend itself to better financial success, better parenting, better relationships. We can tie in our why more deeply 
So we can actually start understanding that our decisions that we make on a daily basis are not just like a, oh, I'm trying to eat healthy. I had this salad. I'm having this broccoli. But it's like, yo, this affects every aspect of my life. So I've been in fitness for like 13 years now or so. I started as a personal trainer and it's taken me forever to like kind of figure (laughs) this out. But I'm just so excited to share that message with people because I think it's important that we address the underlying issues before we talk about the tactics. As many of you know, our team at Cut Class is passionate about helping people transition from their nine to five to building a business that they love. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. I remember climbing the corporate ladder, getting my executive MBA, and making great money and driving a fancy car. But at the end of the day, I was frustrated and miserable because I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing to hit success. It wasn't until I completely unplugged from what the world always told me would make me happy that I was able to find my genius zone and turn it into a business. I now have the freedom around time and finances that I've always wanted. So if you're in a similar situation where you're in a nine to five that's frustrating and unfulfilling and you're thinking about starting a business so you can control your time and finances, then let's hop on a call and let's talk about creating your new future. A link to book a call will be in the show notes. That's awesome. I think that's so important. Like when you touched on the why, you know, I try to hit home on business owners having that why. It's so important because that's what's going to get people to jump out of bed in the morning when they're going to get after their day at five in the morning when everybody else is still sleeping, when your business is really going through tough times. That why has to be so big that it's going to push you through any of that negative talk that's going on in your head because that happens to so many other people or even trying to stay on top of your nutrition and fitness game. Like, hey, I don't want to do this today, but my why is so much greater than me not wanting to do that today. I also think it helps you prioritize what not to do. Think about like this, just like recently, I kind of had this experience myself. I was one of the, like the OGs in online coaching. I've been doing this since 2015. (laughs) So I've been doing it for a really, really long time. And I started coaching other people on how to bring their fitness businesses online. So I was doing some business coaching. I was doing some actual fitness coaching. And I kept finding myself in this rut of like comparing myself to other people or people that I would coach. And they were like, because it was all about the financial success. How much are you doing this month? How can we double that? How can we get to a million dollars a year? How can we do these things? And so I kind of found myself into this rat race of like, I got to I gotta grow. I got to build. I got to build a team. I got to hire more people and stuff. And until I sat back and was like, why am I even doing this? What's the point of any of this for me? And got really clear on what my goals were. And my goals have never been to make a million dollars in coaching. And so when I was pursuing the wrong goals, I always felt resistance. I always felt like, forced. It always felt like this massive amount of effort. And I think a lot of people feel that with their fitness, right? They're like, I want to look like Chris Hemsworth. I want to get abs. You know, I want to look (laughs) like Thor, God of thunder. But like, do you though? Is that really important to you? Or is it having a ton of energy so you can play with your kids after a long day of work, after doing six podcasts in a row, row, (laughs) after being able to show up in a big way for your clients, having no low back pain and, and being able to like be available to go on a hike or climb some stairs or do whatever. Like what is your actual why? Once you can connect those pieces, then you start becoming in alignment. So it's not so much resistance every time you go to do something based off of the wrong goal that you think you should be going after. 
Right. And I think what you're hitting on is I think sometimes we do a lot of things in our lives for the extrinsic value, right? We're looking at the body we want. We're looking at the money that we want. But when it's that all those extrinsic things that are driving us, that's when we will burn out and we fail out. But if it's the things that are like intrinsic, that are deep down inside, that are really going to make us keep that deep burning desire that's deep down inside of us, that's totally different from the visual things that we want in our life or the financial things that we're like going for. So I think that's super great that you hit on that. And I love that. I really love that distinction. So I wanted to dive into a couple of questions because this is so fascinating to me. I'm always looking to get better as a business owner and I know my audience is too. So I want to know what is performance eating and why is it critical for entrepreneurs? This is a great question. And I'm glad you brought this up because I think that going back to my kind of analogy earlier that we are dealing with mental athletes here, we have to start thinking of ourselves in this way. Number one, you've already touched on it, extrinsic versus intrinsic, like locus of control, basically. If we start seeing ourselves as an athlete, then we start behaving and our identity shifts to being in that way where we're going to feed ourselves the right food. We're going to put ourselves through the right paces. We're going to do our meditation. We're going to do what it takes to fulfill that identity as an athlete. So when we start thinking about eating is not just like, what do I want? Because for me, the answer is Cinnabons. I want to eat Cinnabons right now and pretty much all the time. I'm like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm not very disciplined, bro. So I need to set up a lot of structure. Thinking about your nutrition in this way, and rather than being like, I'm on a diet or what do I want? It's like, how should this meal make me feel? What do I need to do next? So we change our question around food from what do we want to how do we want to feel? And that completely can reframe our going from like a standard diet or standard American diet to something a lot better, a lot more impactful on your energy, your hunger signals, your fat levels, et cetera. So performance eating in itself is based on that question. How do I want to feel after this? And that can be different for everybody. It depends on who you are, what your body type is, what your goals are. Time of day is really important. But what I really aspire to teach people is like, what are the levers to pull? What are the knobs to twist? that are going to give you the results that you're looking for in your energy and your weight and like your physique. So in the morning, a lot of people, I'm having them go like a higher protein, higher fat breakfast. And the reason for that is not because it's healthy or it's Atkins or it's keto. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is that protein helps with rebuilding and repairing muscle fibers. So we, if we broke some stuff down yesterday, we did a training session, we want to rebuild. Protein can't convert to fat, basically. The second thing is we want fat because most of us, like I said, mental athletes, we're going to be doing low impact work, writing a new email sequence, hiring someone, going to a meeting, crafting a sales presentation, something that's going to require brain power, but not necessarily like out running a triathlon or digging big ditches, right? We don't need a ton of physical energy. We need a lot of mental energy. Fat is a great low impact mental energy source. Plus when you have fats in the morning with no carbs, you're signaling to your body, you're pulling the lever of, hey, let's pull from our stored reserves to burn more fat. Our body likes the way this feels to burn fat. Let's become fat adapted. It just makes everything a lot easier. Maybe that's not the right move for every single person, but knowing the what and the how behind your nutrition allows you to make these really educated choices based on what you want. You know, and like maybe it's a Saturday and you don't have anything on the docket and you don't want to eat protein fats. You want to have pancakes. That's so cool. You can make that decision knowing the full spectrum of what that entails. Okay, cool. So for example, today, right, I've had like a blockbuster day, like it was back to back interviewing podcast after podcast, right? So in that sense, for me, what I want is to be super sharp all day. Like every podcast, I want it to sound like it was my first one of the day in the morning, right? So 
when I'm thinking about stepping into that arena, because I'm using a lot of my mental strength, right, my mental game, and you're saying eat more fats, when you're talking about fats, and I know it's, it's different for everybody, but I'm just trying to create an example scenario. Let's do it. Don't yell at me, Nate. But I usually have a lot of nuts, like healthy fats on hand. Like I try to keep nuts on standby. And then I also have like my protein shake. But I do like my carbs. I just, I love it. But I do have my like healthy fats near me. So I'm not sure if that is what will keep me going and keep my brain fueled. Like, is that kind of down the right route? That's perfect. Yeah, exactly what you said. I love having the protein shake in the morning. It's such a customizable way to give yourself the nutrients that you're looking for. And then at lunchtime, kind of middle of the day, again, I'd have like a high protein, high vegetable, and then some fats in there as well. And then I would really try to limit snacking. You know, a lot of times we snack because we're like, I need a little bit of energy, but what we don't realize is that the blood from our extremities and from our brain has to go into our gut for digestion. So the more you can have on a three or a four meal per day basis, rather than trying to have like six meals, seven meals, like snacking every hour and a half or whatever, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to have a lot more energy. The third thing is, and a way that you can kind of have energy on demand, especially in these days, is by reframing how we perceive our hunger. Sometimes we get those hunger pangs. And a lot of times, these are great ways of our body communicating with us and telling us, hey, something's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. You're insulin resistant. You have too much blood sugar. Something's off. Because if you eat a breakfast at 8 a.m., you shouldn't be hungry at 10.30 a.m. You eat lunch at noon, you shouldn't be hungry again at 2.33. Like there's something going on there. After you eat dinner, I do this all the time. I'm like in the fridge. It's like 9 p.m. I'm like, what should I eat? And then I go in like seven times and my... My standards get lower and lower and lower until I'm like, I guess I'll just eat these old piece of bread. I don't need, I'm not even, why am I, why am I doing this? Those are all indicative of something going on chemically in your body. That's like, that's not giving you the energy that you need. So I love what you said about having those nuts on hand. I love what you said about the protein shake, but if we can also learn to reframe like, oh, I'm a little bit hungry and be like, great. That's going to make me more focused. It's going to bring me a greater degree of mental acuity. It's going to allow me to think quicker on my feet. It's going to allow me to take short-term memories and transition them to long-term memories a lot easier. Because if you think about it, back in the day when we were like not going to Burger King, but we actually had to go like hunt woolly mammoths. Yeah. Think about like, did you celebrate Thanksgiving this year? I know you're in the UK. Hell yeah, I did. It was like an international table in the UK. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. After that, were you like, let's go play pickup basketball? Hell no. Yeah. We want to sit around, right? We're in feast (laughs) mode. It's rest and digest. But when you're hungry, what happens is we can kind of turn up the focus. You get more attuned to the things that are going on around you. Your brain will have the synaptic responses that are a little bit faster. If you're hungry, you're going to be a better hunter. And a lot of us entrepreneurs that were small business owners, we're hunters. We don't eat unless we kill something, right? My wife and I joke about this all the time because I'm an entrepreneur. She loves getting two paychecks a month. She's like, I'm a nuts and berries kind of girl. Just feed me a little bit at a time. You go out and try to hunt for things. That's no big deal. But if we reframe and we kind of perceive ourselves like, hey, I'm a little bit hungry, you know what? It's on now. We can start to create that reality because that's actually the truth. We've just been so accustomed to being like, I'm hungry. I need to go eat because food is so plentiful that that's just our reality. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that being hungry is actually a good thing for business owners. Like that sense of hunger will make us perform better in our businesses. Yes. The one caveat there is that you can't bitch about it. You can't be like, I'm hungry. This is so hard because now you're framing it the opposite direction and it's going to steal energy from you. But if you understand at its like base level, hunger is an amplification of energy and focus, then you're going to be so much more well-suited to do the things you want to do. We're so scared of being hungry. Why? 
There's so much food around. It's like, we're just like, no one's been hungry since 1941. It's like, I don't understand this. We, like, we just don't, haven't gone without. So we are unaccustomed to it. So we kind of reframe, change the narrative around it. We can totally swap how we feel as well as how our body looks and performs. Whoa. My mind is literally just so open right now. Like I've never thought about it that way. But yeah, when I'm hungry, nothing else is going to stand in my way. Like right then and there. Like I just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need it. Like I have to have it right now. And I think that's where people are like, I'm hangry. Like I'm hangry. Like I need it. But if that energy is channeled into a different area, like my business, it could definitely amplify my focus in whatever I'm doing. Whoa. I think there's also two things to think about. Number one is like putting your food or your next meal behind like a paywall, basically of being like, Hey, as soon as I finish this, then I can go eat. It's a very fulfilling way of pushing yourself through that one thing that you are like dreading doing. Or you're like, I got to check off my to-do list and then I'll go have that food that I've like been thinking about. So I think that's a really great way of getting yourself to do more or do more in less time. But then the other thing is that like, if you haven't been eating a lot, if you've been dieting, you've been doing a lot of cardio and your body's just like, yo, we need some food. That's different, right? Right. You know? It's not just this kind of rote, boring hunger that we just get. And it's like, oh, it's three o'clock, time to find a snack. There's something off with that. Right. Okay. I can't wait to share this with my husband because this is like an every night thing where I make dinner or he makes dinner, but it's like literally clockwork at like 930 or something. He's like, I need a bowl of cereal. I'm like, you don't need a bowl of cereal. <laughs> just go get a spoon of sugar and put it in your mouth. Like, that's what you want. <laughs> like, you don't need that. So I was going to be like, hey, why don't you try to just do some work right now? Like, maybe you just need to like channel that some. I don't know. I'm going to say Nate said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw me under the bus for this one. I will. Also tell him, you know, like if he's not trying to do some work, you can always channel that into video games. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just 100%. <laughs> well, Nate, those are my two questions for today. What is performance eating and why is it critical for entrepreneurs, but also how can busy professionals create energy on demand? I mean, you knock those two questions out really quick and I loved that. Before we sign off for the day, is there any other gems that you want to drop on the allergic to small talk community? Yeah, maybe two things. How about that? Yeah, perfect. Number one is like kind of going back to like the hunger thing. I think also we can create and manufacture hunger through prolonged fasting. Mm -hmm. So everyone's heard of intermittent fasting. Everyone knows of like the 16 hour fast, the eight hour feeding window. I don't prefer that for entrepreneurs and business owners. I was doing it. I did that personally for like two years. I had a lot of clients doing it. Good success in terms of weight loss. But what happens is you eat your biggest meal at lunch because you're starving. And then the rest of the afternoon is kind of shot. Or you got two hours of work, you crush it in four hours. Like that's not what we're looking to do. So I much prefer eating breakfast, eating lunch, and eating a bigger dinner most days and then doing a 24 or a 48-hour fast every single week. 24-hour fast is going to give you three and a half times the benefit from an autophagy, a body cleansing and detoxing standpoint as a one 16-hour fast. So you basically get three and a half days of that for every 24 hours. And you're also going to help your body reset, almost like you press the restore factory settings because over time, like hunger is a volume-based thing. So our stomach starts off like this. And then the more we eat, our stomach will just stretch and expand until like, this is now our norm. So when you fast for 24 hours, you kind of let it restore, go back to its normal settings. And what'll happen is you'll eat at dinner and you'll be like halfway down with your plate. You'll be like, I'm pretty full right now. And that's your body telling you that's all we need. We're good. So it can be a really interesting mental experiment. And plus, you do a 24 or a 48-hour fast, you feel good about yourself. You feel yeah. really, really like powerful and mentally strong. And you can't put a price on that, even outside of like fitness benefits, weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You just feel like a badass. And that's cool. Wow. How does one even like 
get into a 24-hour fast. Like, I've done, like, maybe eight-hour fast. But a 24-hour fast, to me, I'm just like, okay, I know I'll probably be sleeping for eight of those hours, maybe. So, okay, there goes eight of those hours. But, like, the rest of the time I'm awake, it seems pretty challenging for sure. So two thoughts. Number one, if you're interested at all, I do what's called a five-day sugar detox. So it's like a free five-day course. It's already set up. You can give it to your listeners for free. They can just log in and have it. It's like five videos. Yeah. And it's step-by-step. So like day one is like drink a little bit of water with some like apple cider vinegar. We're preparing your body. Day two is go on a little bit of like a 10-minute walk after your meals to help your body naturally detoxify from the foods you're eating. And then day four, we do a fast together. So if you want to do this with your listeners or something like that, it'd be great. But basically, we prepare your body by giving you the right amount of nutrients so that you're not going to be like crazy, hungry, or craving a lot of different things. And then we have an amazing dinner. So let's say you're going to fast on Thursday. You would have an amazing dinner on Wednesday night, really healthy, lots of vegetables, salad, high protein, high carb, okay? And then you don't eat until dinner on Thursday. So you don't spend two sleeps without eating. Ah, okay. And then you just say so you eat Wednesday night, you eat Thursday night. The other thing is drink a lot of fizzy water. Fizzy water is magic here because it gives you, again, the satiety feeling in the stomach. And number two is do it on a day where you're busy. If you do it on a weekend when you're just sitting around, you're going to be amazed at how many times you think about food. It's all the time. So do it on a day when you got a lot going on. Let's say you're like recording a dozen podcasts or something like that. That could be a really good day to try it out. Oh, God. I honestly, I'll try it. Like I like to try. I definitely like to stretch myself. So I'll definitely try that out. And what's the second thing? It's a great question. What are we even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is what my brain is all the time. I should have been fasting today, huh? Uh, <laughs> the second thing is that like, this is another kind of just like a veering from like the tactics back to the mindset piece is that a lot of people get burnt out because they're like, I did a six week thing. I did three months. I lost weight. I gained it back. But I want to tell you that right now, if you have a physical goal, if you want to lose weight, if you want to have more energy, if you want to show up bigger for your family and your tribe, then you cannot lose at this. You literally can't lose if you don't quit. So you had two pizzas, you watched the Super Bowl and you know consumed 4,000 calories. It doesn't matter because if you don't stop, you're never going to be denied. Same as in your business. If you just keep moving forward, however incrementally slowly it is, your victory is already assured. You already got a W if you just don't quit. That's the name of the game is consistency and longevity. It is not overnight success. It is not you ate a salad and I have a six pack. That never happens. Anything that sounds too good to be true, 100% is. So just keep in mind that if you're starting something, if you're looking at the mountain being like, that's a long way to go, it doesn't matter because you can't lose if you don't quit. Love that. Nate, thank you so much for coming on Allergic to Small Talk today. I've had a blast with you. I feel super energized and I know the audience is going to eat this up. If we want to find you, where can we find you? You can get that five-day sugar detox by going to milliondollarbodymethod.com slash sugar. You can find me on Instagram at milliondollarbodymethod. And then if you wanted to check out, I got a Facebook community that's pretty lively. It's where I put like a bunch of recipes and trainings and stuff like that. You go to n8trainingsystems.com slash group to get that. And I can send you all those links later. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Allergic to Small Talk is a production of Cut Class, a place where you can access me, Rochelle Grow, and Leslie Levito. We teach the world how to start and grow businesses without a formal classroom. Executively produced by me, Rochelle Grow, and Cut Class. Creative direction by Sho Kazanjian. Audio editor and producer, Tom Mikiok. And music is by Fami Kaira. If you'd like to access more free resources, check out our sister podcast, Out to Launch. Hosted by Cut Class's co-founder, Leslie Levito. 
She teaches people how to ditch their nine to five to start their own business. See ya.